air drums is never as cool. It never mm. looks as cool as you as feel. As you want it to feel. No, just as you do feel. You can feel so badass with so air true. drums, and you just look so flippin' stupid. Because you feel like you're hitting that moment. Because in your head, well, you... because you're feeling it. And you created the sound. In your head, you've done the sound. Your hand hitting the air made the sound that you're matching it to. But to other people, they're thinking, it's a song. You just moved your hand like that. So you're right. It looks really twe- tweaky. Yeah, me and Story and Easton were driving, and um, we were playing Sweet Home Alabama in the car. <laughs> Sweet Home Alabama. Because it's a really fun song to drum yeah. to, and yeah. Story takes drum lessons. I have played drums in the past. And so we were really into the song, and we were, like, totally air drumming in the car. Like, he was really practicing, like, his drum lesson, hitting it. And I was doing it with him. And then I was like, I'm that lame mom, air drumming committedly with my kid in the car. And the window's down, and I feel cool, and I look so lame. Just want it to, you want it to look cool when you air drum. And and when you air drum, you feel like, in your imagination... You're a great drummer. Yes. Because there's nothing at stake. You're not actually hitting a thing and actually being out and of you rhythm. Think you're making so the sounds. A real wide margin there. And you just, yeah. Hey, so listen, this is two in a row, but I got to do it. I got right? more dark things on my face. No, no, face. no. It's eyelashes. I, I, I just. I'm think, shedding. I'm falling apart. No, I just think I'm that dehydrated, apparently. I don't know what's happening. I have my thyroid checked. Do, what's happening to me? I'm losing my hair. <laughs> not. Your hair is very thick. I can. My plumber can attest to it. <laughs> Our sinks that get continually stopped up can attest to your hair being very thick. I'm so biting my tongue right now. What? Okay. I'm not even. Oh, how did that? Oh, there's a cute mama with her son walking down the street. I'm very sensitive. I just told them what it is. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's a cute mother and her son walking down the street. It was sweet. Okay. You can't see her. She's got brown hair, cute shorts, and her son is looking at the chickens. And it was cute. And she smiled at me because our windows, curtains are open. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I get emotional about mother-son things. Yes. But you get emotional. I like, do. Yeah, you're getting more emotional as, as our marriage is going on. <laughs> as, as, we, <laughs> as life is continuing forward and the earth is turning in circles around the sun. You've Why become am I getting mo- more emotional? I, I don't know. Who cares? But I like it. I like emotion. I'd rather have emotion than some blocked off battle axe. It just doesn't. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. You're emotional. But you know what you always do when I get emotional? No, the kids do. I don't do it anymore. I used to comment on it. You still do. I stay the fuck. If I see you get emotional, I go somewhere else. No, you you look at me like, oh, now, yeah, then you taught story to do it. So now... Story knows if there's something happening and I'm going to get emotional. He turns and looks at me like this to see if there's tears coming. I'm like in the moment, you know, I'm being moved by something, you know, like like our military hero announcement at the Dodger game. Every Dodger game, they'll announce a military You're hero. you make yourself cry right now by talking. And they're acknowledging this. him and he's standing You're there. Cry. I'm not going to cry. Okay. <laughs> Proud, being acknowledged by all of Dodger Stadium and I... For me, I go into like my artistic and it's like a combination of like my human side and my artist side holding hands. <laughs> I love you so much. Yes. And so I go <clears throat> like the military hero being announced at the Dodger game 
and he's super decorated and he's being acknowledged because like how often are these guys acknowledged right right okay and and then the mother part of me like yes. their mother having gone through because you know like nika costa had a song she sent away her son got back a flag right that's heartbreaking right now i'm gonna cry I so, knew you were going to get yourself there. I knew um, that you were going to get. And so then like. What's amazing <laughs> is to watch this whole thing in slow motion. <laughs> and I said, you're going to get yourself there. You said, of course I'm not. No. And then, there. No, and then like, and then like he's sitting there and like, we're all just like at the Dodger game with like our peanuts all on the ground in our shoes, you know, our peanut shells. Right. And he's standing there with everyone, you know, the announcers announcing all of his accomplishments. We all stand up and take a moment to applaud him He's sitting there with the pride of being acknowledged. But the juxtaposition for me, where I go in my head, is he has his whole experiential reference of like nearly losing his life a million times a day, watching his, you know, fellow military brothers get killed right in front of him. And the horrors of actual war juxtaposed next to all of us at the Dodger game with peanuts in our teeth, like, yay, military hero, yay. And he's like being acknowledged, but also at the same time, like just been through fucking hell. Right. On behalf of what? Okay. Anyway, that's where I go. I go like, is it worth it really? So (laughs) I'm very sensitive about the state of the human condition. (laughs) I love you. So, so we just want that was and and you were holding back 90% of what you wanted to talk about just now. I know that you were holding back 90% of where you wanted to go. I am woman hear me roar. I know. You need to do your own podcast. No, it's not political. It's, it's not, not political. political. It's human. It's like human. I don't like seeing humans die like because I I know I'm the odd man out. I don't like seeing humans die. I don't like seeing like isn't this a hilarious podcast? No, I'm letting it go. I used to try to. I used to get. Super, no, I'm done. You know, I'm not on this. No, stuff. no, I'm, now done. I'm like, I'm done. No, I'm. I'm I don't totally, get soapboxy the way I used to though. No, it's just right. You, you I are, used to get really soapboxy. You have you have a deep well. You are a deep well of emotion, life. Those are beautiful things. So I'm just letting you do it. Okay. I used to just be like, we're on a podcast. It's supposed to be funny. Fuck it. It's not funny. This as, is life. It's not funny sometimes, anyway. So I'm just let you fucking. <laughs> Sit there and Talk cry. about something. You let me like attack something else other than you. Yeah, the pressure, the lights off me for a little bit. Yeah. Talk about it. Cry away. So I'm done. Okay. So, yeah. So story does see if you're crying. I don't. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Or like something on TV, like a commercial that's touching, you know. And he'll be like, totally. And he'll like all of a sudden I see out of my peripheral vision. <laughs> and he like turns and like, are yeah. you crying? Yes. Glasses. He does. Looking at me. <laughs> It's so funny. Kids do things that are just that that. Well, it's so pure. Yes, he he'll he he has a lot of emotion. Certain kids are more in tune with emotion, and he's very in tune with emotion. So he can yeah he connects up with it. Yeah. Um, that wasn't what I was going to talk. Were about. you going to talk about how I am exercising regularly now and how proud you are of me because yes. I basically hadn't worked out in a year, which is unhealthy. Okay. Having nothing to do with shape of ass. It's not good for your heart. Gotcha. And I've been, for the last month, on the treadmill. But I need to up it. But I, I started off at 30 minutes a day. It's amazing. I've been doing 30 minutes every day. And then I noticed yesterday I was able... I couldn't ever jog for longer than like three to five minutes without my heart rate going really, really high. Mm-hmm. And um, so I've been working on it every day. 
and I was able to jog at a pretty good quip, not run, but jog for 20 straight minutes without my heart rate going like above 160. And then I would recover and my heart rate within like 45 seconds would go down to 130. I think that's pretty good recovery time, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, because I had a like major wardrobe malfunction in public and that was my, um, uh, what's that? Your, not your warning. What's it called when you wake up call? It was a wake up call. Jen had a wake up call. I have it blocked because <laughs> it's such a wake up call. Jen had I had a, a very call. public, embarrassing thing. God, no paparazzi caught it. Wardrobe malfunction yes. at the airport, and I was like, "This is because I'm not working out, and the mm-hmm. pants that did fit me, uh, yeah." What what they do? Well, it was wool, and it didn't have a lot of give, and it was cut on the bias. And it was what? It's called cut on the bias. It's like how you seam fabric okay. on the angle of the weave oh. is not up and down. It's on like a diagonal. That, and as it is, wool doesn't really have much give. That's some, that's some textile funk you just dropped. <laughs> yeah. Cut on the bias, okay? So it was it was not cut on the bias? No, it was cut on it the bias. It was cut on the bias. Which is sort of like, it's on a diagonal than the pattern. So in terms of like when you sit down and bend your legs or so, do different so things, it, it, it really doesn't have a lot of give. the anus. <laughs> so I go through LAX. There's always paparazzi there. And then I go to... Someone else was paying for my flight, so I was able to be in first class in the crown room thing or whatever it's called, in the VIP loungy poo thing. And um, I sit down. I'm talking to you on the phone. You were probably screaming in my ear or something. And I had some coffee. And then I was like, why does the right side of my leg feel looser in my (laughs) pants than the left side? I thought, oh, is this like weird, like... You know, did I lose weight in one leg and not in the other? Did I gain an especially? Am I retaining a lot of water in my left leg and not in my right? Oh Why does my, my right feel looser? And I looked down. It was right after I hung up the phone with you because I think I was just in a general state of discomfort. <laughs> Go ahead with your story. Just kidding-ish. And uh, I looked down, and the outside seam of my pants was completely burst open like what's that six inches six inches long down the most unflattering part of a woman's outer thigh you know right above the knee you're kind of good you go up a little higher and that's when the cellulite and all the like other stuff happens right I've, there i've been telling her that's 11 inches for so long that she, may, <laughs> she, <laughs> that she may not have time she may not have her inches worked out because i've been saying that's 11 inches for the last 27 years it was like a mile <laughs> Right on my thigh. And um, and I was like, oh, my God. Like, pants just literally, not just even, like, the seam came apart. The threads were, like, exploded. Like, they, they made like a it statement. was a full-on. And, like, my thigh is just oozing out of my pants. They just made a statement. Yes. And I was like, what? When did that happen? And, oh, my <laughs> God, was it when the paparazzi took photos of me outside? And, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Am I about to have, like, the most humiliating wardrobe malfunction? Like, oh, my God. And, oh, I now have to fly across the country to New York. Right. I don't have a backup pair of pants in my carry-on. Right. I don't have a needle and thread. What the hell am I going to do? I'm flying first class to New York City. What the hell? So what do you do? So 
I started asking some of the like friendlier looking female faces in the club. What do you call the club? The like lounges. Just the, the lounges. okay in the lounge. I was like, hi, and I'm having to walk through the lounge holding with my hand on my thigh, holding my pants together. And I'm like, and I can't have my carry on, my purse. I'm like, I just leave it there, hoping no one's going to steal my stuff as I go around begging for a needle and thread. So I'm gimping around, and you know, people are looking at me and they recognize me. And it's like the show's been, you know, like the show's on the air, it's being promoted. Like people are, I'm a little bit more recognizable and in people's minds, and I'm just like dying. And, and I'm like, hi. I just, my pants ripped. Do you have a needle and thread? Oh, and they felt, felt so bad for yeah. me. And they're like, and they give it a thought for a sec. No, it's in my checked baggage. I was like, yeah, me too. You might be able to, but I'm not sure. So anyway, I asked a few ladies. None of them had any. And uh, it didn't look like there was any fellows who might have any. So then I. Any fellow that had a needle and thread. Well, that would be wonderful. Could have been a, a seamstress. Person. Some fellows might have it. Sure. Anyway, uh, I, I'm like, well, let me go down to... Then I asked one of the, the like, uh, a lady who worked there who was sort of cleaning up the cups. I was like, do you have a needle on the bread? Is there a needle on the bread? And she's like, go down to the, the magazine shop. They, I think they have one there. So I had to get my carry-on, my purse, and somehow also have my hand on my thigh mm-hmm. while holding my purse and rolling carry-on. And I went down there. While trying to really make sure no one saw my busted out thigh through my pants. And I asked and they, the girl, there's like lines. It was like the longest lines at every register. And if you walk up, go, excuse me. It's like, you're just butting in. Everyone's waiting in line and you look like the asshole. And then especially if you're recognizable, you're like a double asshole. And then I'm like, I'm not going to stand in these lines just to find out. And so I was, and I was looking, I didn't see any, but I thought maybe they're in some random place. And I'm walking around the whole crowded store with my carry on, bumping into people, trying Mm -hmm. to keep my pants covered. Excuse me. Just like a total kerfuffle fuck. And they didn't have any. No. Because I waited for a break when someone paid before the next customer stood, you know, went up. I was like, hey, excuse me really quick. Do you have needle and thread? No, sorry. And they did that like pseudo sympathy, like. I was like, okay. And I'm like working up a sweat. Sure. I was like sweating. You got a, bu- you got a busted thigh. You I got, got a busted a- thigh. I'm in wool pants. I don't know what I was thinking. And I got like a leather jacket on. I was like hot. And I was like worked up, you know, sure. like my endocrine system was going because I was in a state of embarrassment. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm just starting to steam, you know, sure. and you just that steam. You can, like, endocrine, you can almost feel like endocrine the steam of your face steam. rising sure. into your like Absolutely. bangs, you know. Yeah. You, and then it, it gets trapped between your bangs and your forehead, and it just creates more precipitation. And <clears throat> There's something about airports that are just especially stuffy for some reason. Yes. So anyhow, I have to work my way back to the lounge, and I go up to the front desk, which also had a line because flights were being canceled, delayed. I don't know. There was like this whole drama going on. And I was like, excuse me. Yeah. And needle and thread. Yes, I do. I was like, Oh, I should have asked you for, okay. So anyway, she pulls out like a prescription bottle, an empty prescription bottle that had needle, a needle in it. And, uh, gave me a box of thread. I picked the thread and then I was like, this is so embarrassing. I had to go find a back room, like a dog yeah, that needed to go behind a right tree there. to poo. Like that's how I felt. Like I'm trying, like, go I didn't want to go in the bathroom because there's nowhere to sit and I like right. needed to sit down so yeah I go around this corner toilet and that would be totally not fun yeah no bueno and so I go around this corner and it's um there's this really funny couple there and they see what I'm doing and he was like 
I have a spare pair of pants and I have some oh sweats God. in my bag. Do you want me to, you want to borrow them oh so you could God. take those off and sew them? I was like, thank you. No, but thank you so much. My God. And uh, I was like, I'm just going to power through this and uh, I'll be your entertainment for the next hour while I try and sew my pants because the threads are busted. So it's not just a simple stitch job on the seam. Is, has anyone turned us off yet? Is this going way too long? Jay would give a shit about a my sto- pants. It's a story. We got, our, we got ourselves a real story here, Jenna. I like seeing you work yourself through these things. So anyway, I sat there badly <laughs> stitching my pants. Oh, no, no. Here's what happened. It was the teeniest thread, okay? And like the hole on it to oh, put God. the thread through was so microscopic. I couldn't even see. And the girl's like, do you need my glasses? I already had my glasses on. She's like, do you need my glasses? I was like, "This is that's one too many pathetic things. I just She's like, want me to do it for you? I was like, no. I'm going to thread my own thing and just like... Because I'll be in a worse sweat if I now have to have you either thread my needle or I have to wear your glasses. Right. Like, that's one too many things as a woman I cannot handle right now. <laughs> I'd rather suffer than do that. So I'm like a teenage boy trying to get it in, you know? Like, and it's just, like, not happening. So then I'm like, fuck, I need a bigger needle. This is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> come on. Why do I have to? So I go back to the lady. I'm like, is there a bigger needle? I know this is crazy. And she's like, no, that's the only one. And she's like, well, I don't know. No. And the lady's like, no, no, we have more. I was like, ah. Oh. So she gave me a big needle with a big hole. <laughs> got in there. I was like, and I was like the worst, like, hack job. But it just held I it together. got it done. I got it done. Got and it then done. The, 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 ma- the man and the lady gave me um, a little applause. <laughs> I did. And then I got on the plane, and Sam Jackson was sitting right across from me. But then I was completely introverted and embarrassed about what a bad job I did because they're, they were striped pants. Like a Frankenstein stitch it job. It was a Frankenstein stitch job. And because they were stripes, yes. you know, it was like then like this. And so it was like right on my thigh was like a zigzag with like stripes. And so every time I got up to go to the bathroom, because he was on my right, and right. it was the right side of my pants that was busted. Yeah. And of course, Sam Jackson's not gonna be looking at my pants. Like, but for me, everybody was staring at my at pants. Yeah, he's gonna be looking at your ass. Well, I wasn't much to look at because I hadn't been exercising. <laughs> well, well, <laughs> but I've been exercising but now. But here's the thing: it's getting better. I think. But here's the thing: let's just call a spade a spade. It, it is the mode of today for a bigger ass to sort of people are into bigger butts. So Samuel Jackson, along with many of the other men of the world, want a bigger butt. Okay. Well, it's not the size; it's the Shape. Your butt is as good as I remember your butt. Era. You have a great ass. You've always had a great ass. You have a dancer's ass. And it. <laughs> okay. I'll take it. Okay. I feel like I should just stop you now. Yes. Before. It, I can't remember. While I'm on a compliment about my butt. Did I ever tell the Hudsucker Proxy audition on the podcast? Do you know? No. You don't know if I did or not? No, I don't think so because I don't remember what that is. I had an audition for a Coen Brothers film, Hudsucker Proxy. Yeah. This was 1990. Three or 94. And I was going through a stage of my life where I was wearing cut-off Levi's. Very baggy cut-off Levi's. Because what do you mean cut-off? Like under the knee, at the calf, above the knee? Like at the knee, grunge, cut-off 501. Oh, I remember those. Yeah. I remember you had those. Yeah. yeah and you'd were, wear them with Converse. I'd wear them with Converse, and it was, they were very baggy. It was the grunge, right? And yeah. I was, I was wearing my cut-off. You were like Jewish Kurt Cobain. Yes, I was Kurt Cobainsky. <laughs> and, and I had an audition for a Coen Brothers film called Hudsucker Proxy. And I was playing, uh, the audition was for an elevator boy that speaks really, really fast. What takes 40 years to go up and three seconds to come down. Hudsucker, Hudsucker, right? Like it's this whole elevator cadence 
elevator boy from like the 1940s or something. So I do the audition, and I and let's say that and the casting director's there with a camera, and I do the audition sitting, which was an awkward audition to do sitting because he's he's whole, like standing, he's, he's standing. running the elevator boy, and he's the I, elevator boy. That's right. And I stand, I I go to stand up, and as I go to stand up, I look down, and I notice that my left ball sack is completely <laughs> out of my a hole in my 501s. In my jeans. Oh my, my, my god, my, honey. It is it is squid and sea urchin. <laughs> like completely pink testicle completely has come out and is just flopped for the and I'm it's a cameraman and a, and a camera. And at that point Wait, had you been acting? I had done the entire audition and I was standing to leave. So I'd done the audition, and I was standing to leave. So your ball's on camera. It's on camera. So Auditioning for Hudsucker Proxy. So your I ball was the elevator boy. Stand up to leave, and once you once the stand-up happens, I now stand. The ball goes away as I stand, and now you can't say, did I just do that whole audition with my left ball hanging out? Which, of course, I did, but the moment to say it is now done, and I know the casting director saw it, and I know the camera recorded it because it was not a little thing. It was absolutely a full left ball sack it was sea urchin in the whole it was octopus it was the whole thing so oh my god anyway here's the thing i didn't get the part but <laughs> your left ball didn't qualify but that story became well known and there is some sort of book out there of worst audition stories ever and i my story is in that book but it's anonymous i did it not i it, i made sure that my name isn't actually there you just blew that now so if you ever hear about the left ball sack, <laughs> no longer anonymous, came out on the Hudsucker Proxy audition for the 1990s Coen Brothers film, that was my left ball sack. And I'm just hoping one of these days, like some sur- some video surfaces, because I feel like I could ha- like back then I couldn't I would have died, but I could experience seeing a nice young, <laughs> a nice young ball sack <laughs> <laughs> on a bad VHS. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. Did you flop sweat so bad the moment you noticed that? It was standing and leaving. Did you get out of there so fast? Yeah, I got out of there really fast. (laughs) Yeah, I was, I I was in, but part of me was in shock of like, shit, did it like squeeze out midway through? Did it like, you know, they move a little bit? (laughs) Boxers. I was wearing boxers, but the old style boxers. This is before boxer briefs. It was the kind of boxers that just looked like big, giant, baggy. Did uh, you have a hole in your boxers? No, or did they? When you set everything, the boxers kind of climb, and yeah. then your ball sort and of the squirted ball out the side. Went out the hole. No, it went out the hole. There was a hole in the jeans. But how a... did it get out your underwear? Oh, it went out the bottom of your underwear uh-huh. and then through the hole in your yeah, jeans. That's, that's a lot I'm of say. physics that needs well, to happen to accomplish that. You know, that's horrible. You know how balls? You ever just look at balls and they'll just kind of move? Yes, they're like sea anemones. Yeah, they just do their own thing, right? They're kind of like they're. It's very, it's very Avatar. Yeah, it's very. Very early James Cameron. <laughs> <laughs> so I imagine in my mind it probably like did <laughs> probably like a like a little starfish or something just kind of came out and was like Nrr. but like I have some ideas on how this scene should go. <laughs> Is that how you're gonna read it? <laughs> I once had an audition where I walked in and it was a room full of girls and they there was muffins everywhere and I and I said muffins? they had <laughs> on now there, there was actual pastry muffins oh, all oh, over okay. the table for the producers i thought that were you were calling women. the girls muffins well i said what's the deal with chicks and muffins and i was meant because i chicks always love muffins 
and I, my agents got a call. <laughs> and I was asked to never return to that casting office again. I didn't mean it like muffin or anything. I just meant because all the girls that I know love muffins. Okay. <laughs> okay. Didn't you secretly kind of in the back of your head know exactly the joke you were making of double entendre? Maybe so, yeah. Maybe so. Now I mean, bring it just up. cop to it. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Now that you bring it up, I think there was a side of me that kind of was like, chicks and muffins, that's pretty awesome. So you thought, I'm going to be real cute and funny right now. I don't think I worked that part out. I don't think I went, I'm going to be cute and funny. I thought that was like an instinct, like, oh, I'm cute and funny is automatic, so I just said it. <laughs> <laughs> What's the worst audition you've ever had? I don't know if I can say it because I don't want that footage to resurface. Oh, I know that you made out with a famous actor. Yeah, yeah George Clooney all the way. I've that, told that story a million times. Name, but you totally had an audition with him and you chose that opportunity to kiss him seven or eight times because that's what the scene called Because I'm intelligent. <laughs> <laughs> and here's how intelligent you are is that you should have ended up with him. He just sold his tequila company for $1.3 So you could have also been a billionaire. But no. <laughs> You chose to come home with me. <laughs> so you can't say your worst audition ever? I'll say this. I was under the impression that I had to kind of prove myself as an actor and make them not think of me as Dharma, but really that I am an actor. Oh, no. And somewhere I got in my head to go in in character from the moment I walked in that door. And she was a questionable personality. This character was like a... See, that could be kind of cool, though. Kind of like a whore, this character. Semi-whore. Half-whore. And I went in the door. She was like, you know, kind of a drug addict. So she was sort Drug-y of <clears throat> living in her own universe. Okay. And which was very different than Dharma and very different than me. And at the time... I mean, now I'm a drugged up whore, but now, you're, you've um, always been kind of a druggy whore. Yeah. So <laughs> I, and it was a really long wait, you know, it was a very big director and I was like, I'm going to show them that I can act. And I was in character the whole time in the hallway. Yeah. I was walking up and down that hallway in character, glaring at people. Yeah. And I, I was like this. really known as Dharma, so I think people just thought I'd lost my fucking mind. <laughs> or that Dharma was just a major bitch. Yes. <laughs> Which is and um I like this. And and so then they say, Okay, Jenna Elfman. And I'm like, I walk in. Chin up attitude. They're like, So how are you? Thanks for coming. I'm like, Yeah, we'll see how it goes. What do you want? You're doing what do you thing? want? I'm like improving yeah. the character yeah. now while they're trying to just like have a conversation. Oh no! Like and I'm you, really, you really being an actor. Okay, so I'm you're... Dustin. Ho- I'm the female Dustin Hoffman right now, and you're I'm a improv. genius. I think that is a little rough. You're doing an improv, and they just want to say hi, Jen, and nice to see you. Let's get started. And yes. you're in an improv. Oh no! And I'm improv. in it. I'm doing a thing. That's I'm hardcore. basically a psychotic person. Yeah. No. No. It's just an actor. <laughs> no, but they're, they're to them, yeah. I'm a psychotic person. Yeah. Like completely somebody who seems displaced in yeah. their time and disassociated yeah. entirely. And so then I just launch right into it. And then I did do something in that audition that I'm not going to say because that is the footage that I do not want to have surface. 
Did you take a shit in the corner? No, not that bad. Did, tell me, did you be honest with me? Did you take a shit? No, in don't the do corner? worse than. Okay. To try and get me to say it. You took a shit. I was like, in the no, corner. it wasn't that bad. What I did was that's what you're trying to do. I did not take a shit in the corner. <laughs> you just hunkered down. I revealed a part of my anatomy. You did a tit. You put a tit out. You pulled a tit out. You pulled a tit out. There's going to be some great footage of a of a of a. Of it was a, a great like 29 year old booby. Okay, I can't wait. Children, I can't wait for that footage to surface. There's a great bad acting. Like I don't even. I was so in it. How did you pull that? It I felt I was doing good acting. Like, you just like here's my tit. Like <laughs> no, like mid scene because I was like, you want this? Oh, you did like you want this and you and pulled I it down. pulled it out. Oh yeah, I like. And the this. director was like. What yeah. the fuck is happening right no, now? No, he didn't say that, did he? No, his face. Okay. And the oh, casting I don't think director. It was what the fuck is I think it was like, hell yeah. No, because no. I was so weird coming in. And then the casting director looked over to her assistant, like, oh, got it. Okay. So they like, did, like, what the fuck what is happening? Okay, Who is, what is she doing? God, I hope that footage surfaces. Like, it was so, so now I've just blown my cover. My tit's going to come out. It'll show up on YouTube somewhere, and you'll all get to enjoy my boob. Fist pump. Fine. But it was really bad acting, so yeah. I'm just coming out right now and saying bad acting. I hope acting. the casting office deleted the tape. I have a feeling it would have surfaced by now. <laughs> I have a feeling that that I don't know. Have... They might just be waiting for the choice prime embarrassing moment to launch <laughs> and seize the day to try and attempt to ruin my life. What I would do is I'd take the footage and I'd put it on my Instagram anyway and forward it because yeah, I should be very proud of that 29 year old booby. You've always had a great rack. Do you, um, do... But it was just, and then when I left. I didn't say goodbye. I didn't become Jenna. I just turned and left. (laughs) And they're like, this is what she said. The cast director said as I left. Hopefully we'll get to see you next time. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. And I knew I just shanked it and made very bad decisions. I was leaving and I went, well, that didn't go over well. And then it was a very long wait at the valet. Oh, sure. And I just wanted to leave so bad. And I was just at that valet. Boy, they couldn't have taken longer. Dude, it was so embarrassing. Do you remember the Because then other people who saw me in the hallway were now coming down to get there. Like, it was... Do you remember the director, Jan Debon? He did Twister yeah. and Speed, right? Yeah. I auditioned for Jan Debon, and he had... Is it Jan Debon or Jan Debont? Well, I, I think the T is silent. Like, oh. Like in cunt. <laughs> like, it's just cunt. <laughs> you got that from Morgan Murphy. That was such a great stand-up act she did. Yeah. Um, oh, Yonda Bond. Uh, I walked in and he had two. He was in a double arm cast, so he was like this. <laughs> Poor guy. And, That's awful. And so I said, I said, "Hey, hi, Yon. Nice to meet you. How's your week been?" And. <laughs> He didn't was he able to flip you off? <laughs> he just glared. At, he just he couldn't. He couldn't do anything. He just he he didn't like it. Uh, he just mm-hmm. glared at me. I thought it was again. I thought that was a funny thing to say for a guy that's in like two arm cast. Like how's your week? Been? Yeah. <laughs> and then another one was I had a producers meeting. Like it was like a room full of producers. He must have been very sexually frustrated. God, can you imagine? Boy, you can't you can't do anything. Can't do nothing. Or you just demand others do it. Yeah. Oh. Is he German? So he'd be like, "You must yank this for me." <laughs> You have to yank this. Say those Germans. He's like, you have to do this yanking for me. I can't yank this. <laughs> I can't. He's like, you have to. No, that's not how you do this. No, this is. Oh, you're making me so frustrated. All right. No, we you got have to it. yank it. We got it. <laughs> no, you. hang on. <laughs> no, I said, oh, no, that's not how it goes. I do the Scheiser. 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 I. <laughs> you're thinking you're very cute right now. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, I went to an audition with a room full of producers. 
And I went in, I did the reading, and it was spectacular. And they all said, oh, God, Bodhi, great job, nice to meet you. I said, thank you. And I turned around and walked out and walked right into a bookshelf. <laughs> went straight into it. Went, missed the door. Went, because it, it was that moment, the audition moment, where you're oh kind of slightly out of your head. You're like, oh, yeah, they love me. I was going, <laughs> I went right into the bookshelf. Did the books fall off? Books fell. Books fell, but not off. But like, it totally was like, that's so satisfying. Yeah. I mean, it's so horrifically. I mean, but, it's comedically satisfying. No, the, and the timing of it was you couldn't ask for a better. <laughs> yeah, I did like a, I did like, oh, God, that was really embarrassing. They were like, oh, it's okay. You're still it's funny. But Did yeah. you get the job? No, I didn't get the job. I didn't get the job. You know what it was for? Oh, my God. It was for the TV show Wings. It was a callback to producers. Remember that show yeah. Wings? It was for the guy. What's the guy with three names? That part. That guy got it. The. the he did the movie Sideways. That actor. It was Hayden Church's part for Wings. Wasn't he in the show Wings? And he got that part, and I, and I went to producers for it, too, and I smashed into the bookshelf. Okay, there we go. I don't oh my know. God. I feel it's like the worst. As, I, as I move into other things in my life, I definitely should recall all the interesting parts that I've auditioned for over the course of my life and, <laughs> and just do a, a, a recollection of the people that actually got the parts for me. Wouldn't that be in a sort of an interesting play? I've had a thing where... No, it's not true, actually. Right. Most of the th- jobs that I auditioned for that I didn't get, the movies it ended up being They're horrible. They're all flops. Yeah, but then that, I just realized there was one that wasn't. But um, One. That's not bad. Yeah. That's not bad. That's a pretty good stat. Yeah. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> I feel like... Right well, cause I was trying to think about some other embarrassing auditions that I had. But then I can't, I can't remember. No, I know I, I've had them. I, I know I've had many where I, oh, there was one. I could, no matter what, I couldn't remember my lines. I'm holding my script. Had that. And then Just, I, even yeah. reading it, I couldn't find my yes. place. Like It was as if my head was screwed on backwards uh, and crooked. Totally. And like my nose was facing the other direction. Like I was so discombobulated. Yeah. And she's like, do you want to try it again? It's fine. I was like, yeah. And then you try it again and, and you still can't ju- get them. And then even worse. Yeah, I, it totally. was even worse. It was as if my brain just stopped. And then she was like, and then I tried again three times. Yeah. And it was just as bad. Like, I couldn't point. make it. She goes, you know what? That's fine. Yeah. And I had to, yeah, you had to just go okay, on. and then you have to do that turn and exit on it. Don't, it's okay. I was like, oh, my God, I want to die right now. Do you remember when you and I were casting that one project with it had kids in it? And in the audition, the kid farted. Yeah, that was great. That was fantastic. That was really we were, funny. We were casting a project. Had a, a little bunch of kids chubby boy too. A little chubby boy, and in a scene in the in it, something made him laugh. Oh, he was two two kids, and one of the kids said something that made the chubby kid laugh, and the chubby kid laughed and farted. <laughs> and we all heard it. And then I went back and watched the tape again, and it was a spectacular fart. It was like a. <laughs> Because you know what? We are all that, that chubby kid. kid who farts. Yeah, in the audition. In the audition. Like, that's, that's how I feel in life all the time. A chubby, a chubby kid that farts in an audition. Yeah. That's, that's my life. That's how I feel every moment of my life is yeah. sometimes. I got it. Okay. Well, thanks for tuning in to Kicking and Screaming. Make sure to subscribe. <laughs> Kicking Screaming on iTunes. Subscribe. Leave comments. Follow us on, on Twitter and uh, in- Instagram. Fist bump, fellow chubby kid who farts at auditions. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>